Hello and welcome to this episode of Gaming. Inspired by Cyberpunk 2077, we're talking about character backstories and specifically we're talking about those games that offer you a choice as to how your background impacts the game. Does it increase immersion? Is it more interesting? Do you feel closer to the character by having this kind of decision to make before you even begin to play? Or, alternatively, does it negatively influence proceedings by making you feel like you're missing out on what the options you decide to bypass have to offer? As ever, I'm joined by Stace Harmon and we begin by looking at the options Cyberpunk gives you before we even step foot into its world. Cyberpunk 2077 is now finally out, finally with us, and one of the first big decisions that you have to make on that is the life path decision. Um, do you already know which life path you're going to be choosing? And if you do, why? Um, I don't know 100% no. I know which, so there are three, Nomad, Street Kid and Corpo. Um, <clears throat> Corpo being a corporate one, the other two being kind of more self-explanatory. I, I'm pretty sure I'm, well, I'm pretty, well, I'm 100% sure, I guess. Yeah, let's just make it, let's, let's make the decision now. I'm 100% sure I'm not going to go with Nomad. Mm-hmm. Um, which to my understanding are, you know, uh, peoples who live outside of the city walls and they kind of travel from place to place. They're experts in cars and survival, I guess. Um, so what is it that immediately puts you off that having just read what you've read about it and seen the videos you've seen? What is it like? Why can you almost immediately rule that one out or a hundred percent rule that one out? Well, I mean, I'm, I'm quite a big fan of like cyberpunk kind of stuff. Um, I mean, like most people, like Ghost in the Shell and Blade Runner being like probably the two sort of biggest, most influential examples of the genre on me. And Nomad is not what I consider cyberpunk. Like mm. cyberpunk for me is, it's in the city. It's either struggling to survive, which I mean, which is kind of what Street Kids sounds like. Um, and you, you know, black market this and black market that and dodgy sort of implants being put into you and trying to do what you can to take money from the people on top of you. Mm-hmm. And then it's those people on top, which are like the corporate people, the kind of, I don't know, futuristic yuppies, I suppose, that are like controlling the world and, taking what they can get for themselves in an environment that's just as hard as like the street kids environment, but in like a very different, um, you know, rich person way, yeah. you know, but it's like a, it way. seems like a, like the corporate stuff is you're looking at the world from the top down and the street kid is you're looking at the world from the bottom up. Whereas the nomad is like a, yeah, like just like at, literally an outsider. Yeah. Basically. Nomad is like looking at that with an outside eye. But for me, um, that's not what cyberpunk is like cyberpunk mm. is a genre it's like being in there not being able to escape this kind of almost feeling of while well, all this fantastic futuristic stuff is happening it's like really claustrophobic because of the mechanization because of the computerization because of mm. the ai control of so many aspects of your life and if you're a nomad it's almost like you're you're able to like sidestep a lot a mm. lot of that um which doesn't really appeal to yeah. me that much. it did yeah and I'm, I'm the same certainly on the nomad side but I, then i did think well i guess the nomads are the outsiders in the same way to an extent that the player is and so the nomad could be considered like the player's view into this outside world and so that's like that could work i can see how that i mean it doesn't really appeal yeah. to me either for very much the same reasons as it doesn't to you but yeah yeah it's just not it something. might be one of those ones to play afterwards maybe mm-hmm. once you've played through the whole game or at least i don't know the start of the game whatever it's um, also the different <clears throat> abilities though as well that because there are abilities t- or, or perks at least tied to each of these life paths right and the the nomad one being like 
cars and it's like it doesn't that doesn't really appeal to me either it's like it's that so even if it, it's not like they've even got all the cool stuff or what i consider to be the cool stuff so it's just yeah. like i can i can quite easily take it. and i know cars are a big part of this game or or can be so but yeah it just doesn't really float yeah i haven't really looked into the what um what skills are associated with which pathway or life life paths they call them don't they mm. um i've only really looked at them from a narrative angle i i tend to try to do that i oh, like in in all games that give you like um kind of backstory or origins options or whatever i tend to try to focus only on the narrative implications rather than the gameplay ones and i don't know if that's the better or worse way of doing it but i always kind of i guess i like the narrative to inform the gameplay and my gameplay mm. decisions i suppose rather than the other way around um, yeah. not that it can't be done the other way around but on a big sprawling game like this that i'm like cyberpunk that i'm probably going to be spending a, a very long time in i'm gonna want i think from from you know before i hadn't played it i think i'm gonna want to be drawn through primarily through the narrative by by the narrative rather than by mm. game mechanics mm -hmm. that might be a bit naive for a game of this length but yeah i mean so, well that, i guess you, the the assumption would be and you, i guess you have to trust that that uh cd project are incorporating that in that the, no even if you chose nomad it's not going to be like oh you're not really seeing the the real cyberpunk story because that will just be written into it and i think you know you're going to largely experience a lot of the same stuff you just might experience it in a different way if you're if you're a nomad perhaps um, yeah but which i like is, the way yeah. i like the way that they've done it though um i like that so so sometimes on character creation backstory stuff it can be um i like i suppose what am i trying to say i like that they are making it actual fully character setting allies mm. like base like this is where you're going to start your story in this game i like the way that i like the fact that they're doing it as a proper backstory rather than as a ch choice of your personality mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um yeah because it's like, like i can be a street style. kid yeah. yeah i can be a street kid or a corpo or nomad but in, it sounds like i can still have any personality i want mm. so i'm getting to define um just a foundation upon which i make decisions rather than i think if yeah. you define a personality up front then you're kind of without you're kind of having to decide what decisions you're going to make up front blind without mm -hmm. even knowing anything about this feels what's, more what's like making the decision about potentially if any decision is being made here it's it's how the world is going to react to you and and when you go into any given situation how you are likely to be perceived and of course all three life paths are going to have situations where it's it's advantageous or more narratively satisfying to be one versus the other but like that is a because i think even like the main npc is still there it just he's just going to react to you or you know him in a different way or he's going to react to you in a different way um yeah. so yeah it's, it's it is less about deciding how you're going to play i guess and more about deciding or accepting that the world's going to react to you in a different way depending on whether you grew up in the city or not um, yeah, because I re yeah, Mass Effect is a good example of how I don't really like the way that they do it because they do kind of force you to choose a personality while while they give you the pre the pre service history options that you choose as part of your whatever you want your shepherds to be. Mm. Um, 
uh, and and it's kind of written as though like you're choosing a backstory like you know what were you doing um before this moment um but really what it's doing is it's defining which dialogue choices you get and whether you want to be like the goody or the baddie do you want to be yeah. the paragon or the renegade yeah um and i don't like that because you're already saying okay well i want i want to choose this pre-service history which gives me paragon bonus points or this one which gives me renegade bonus points whatever so then from that point forward if you want to kind of play the game quote-unquote properly Mm. and like see the things that you've that the developers think you're going to want to see or think that you should see um depending on the the choices that you the paragon or renegade choice you've made at the start then you're kind of locked into that from that point on now and uh, and then like sort of deviating from that kind of makes you fearful that like oh now i'm just kind of watering down what i'm going to see and i'm just going to get a little bit of both rather than yeah a full solid meal of either of them and that's uh, that and that can kind of destroy the whole concept of defining a backstory mm. for me that's uh, that's not fun at all yeah so what of the um so that leaves street kid and corpo for cyberpunk if nomads kind of ruled out which of those is the most uh i don't know this is really tough and this is going to be like this is probably going to be i'm going to be sitting there i'm going to be the (laughs) the game's going to be on i've got the controller's going to be on the table on the coffee table and then i'm just going to be I'll probably have to get up and like make a drink and decide about it. I'll probably have to like have a shower, go for a walk and so like, think about it for ages. And then probably just end up picking one at random or like rolling a dice, flipping a coin or something. Um, I really don't know. Like, as I say, I'm both, I'm very interested in both like street kid and the corpo, as I said, like they're kind of two sides of the same coin. Mm. You're mm-hmm. still like really deep in the city's workings and inner turmoils and, um whatever your your life could kind of go <clears throat> either way or or I, I can see how your life could go for better or worse in those sort of vague frameworks um so i don't i don't know like i i think i'm slightly leaning more towards street kid because i do kind of like to take the blade run example i guess i'd rather be i'd rather want to see be spends more time in this sort of down and dirty Mm -hmm. environments that Deckard is in uh, when he's like going for his crummy meals and whatever, rather than the ones where he's the fancy, the fancy and cozy, yeah, yeah. yeah, where he's going to to see the head guy. Yeah. Sort Um, of ivory tower style. Everything's very clinical. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I Um, understand that. Yeah. So, and I like the juxtaposition that cyberpunk worlds have, and hopefully this one does it well. It looks like it does. In that at, at street level, you've got like the most high tech thing next to just mm-hmm. this ramshackle, really mm-hmm. crappy, like hastily put together, cobbled together out of different random elements, like sort of, yeah, you know, shanty towns basically. Yeah, and I you've like, got those I like, like huge holographic, typically, you know, stereo, but huge holographic uh, billboards advertising a better life and all that mm. above what is effectively like a back street hack shop for getting cyber implants put in or taken out or changed and you know it's all done yeah it's all very shady and it's illegal yeah. and it's just yeah botched and yeah all the and i like yeah. the politics and the kind of consumerism kind of commentary around that so you've got these horrible living conditions um and then yeah you've got billboards promising you a better life if you only spend this amount of money mm. and you or you'll be yeah. promised this better life or whatever it's just like you know classic like consumerism stuff buy this buy this car and everyone's going to love you and all the yeah. girls are going to want you and you'll get you know you get promotion or whatever um 
but really it's just it's just about just continuing to take your money and you're making money for someone else you're not really making you know you're not really um, yeah. improving your own stake in life you're improving someone else's by indulging in 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 the offers on those billboards um so yeah i like that kind of angle to it so yeah i mean yeah i mean it's still going to be a tough choice I, and that's still not 100 percent, but yeah maybe slightly and it'll be interesting choice. either way because i'm leaning more towards the corporate um because for very similar reasons like that for me is kind of what cyberpunk uh, that's what I most closely relate to a cyberpunk experience, uh, not yeah. just in terms of the game, but in terms of the genre that I want to have that kind of like, I played a, a game, a tabletop game, Netrunner, which was, oh, was yeah. like that. And it was, that was a, that was very much effectively the corpo versus the street kid, because it was like, you know, it was street kids trying to infiltrate through neural networks, uh, trying to infiltrate corporations, um and find out their secrets and all of the rest of it and playing on either either of those sides was interesting and it was it was asymmetrical so it was it was done in a very interesting way it wasn't just you had the same experience but the thematic like dressing was different um Mm. so yeah but the corporation side is the is the side that most appeals so if you were to play street kid like immediately there is of course a difference there to talk about but if you played corporate as well it would be interesting to see how different the stories are because of course it's not just about a backstory it's about how you how you role play it how you level your character the kind of things you're interested in the kind of play style yeah. you want to pursue so yeah there's there's interest either way um, yeah well i think that's actually one of that's arguably the more interesting question is isn't how different a game is going to be whether you be no my street kid or corpo like because you can pretty much be certain that at least at the start mm. um <clears throat> the game's going to be very different but i suppose the real the real interest is if five people play Corpo, then how different are those mm. playthroughs by by the end? Is it is it genuinely that you've got um agency over over the decisions you make, or does your decision of Corpo really really define you in a very yeah. in a very grand great so way from what i've seen just briefly because we'll all be experiencing this at this point uh by the time this this goes out but what um from what i've seen i think there is a difference there there's a differentiation between if you start as one life path and finish as that same life path or if you start as that life one life path and then halfway through you change you might decide you're gonna you're ally yourself with a particular faction or a particular side that means you actually get more in you know you could start as corpo and actually end up siding with the nomads and kind of lean more mm. into that story but th- that will be there will be differentiation between somebody who's done that versus somebody that started as nomad and finished as nomad effectively mm. so mm. that's i mean how much and how different it will be i don't know but that's um but you don't that's actually make a a decision that says now no, I don't think flipped so. to no. nomad. Like no, there's no, it's not like a, a a tick box in your yeah. I don't think character it's character like, sheet. Yeah, there's like be aware this will change your your alignment effectively. I don't think there's that kind of. I don't think it's that explicit. Yeah. Um, but it might be because there have been games. You know, maybe that halfway through you do, you have three very explicit paths to do. It could just be a mission. Do you want to do it this this way, this way, or this way? And there have been games that did that. One of CD Projekt's own games, uh, Witcher 2, did that with its like whole second act was different depending on whether you chose, uh, I think, Vernon Roche or Eorvith, uh, the elf. I think that's how you pronounce his name. Um, and you saw a completely different side of the 
or a different section of the game that you literally couldn't get to if you chose the other one. So it might be, and that was very obvious that you were making a choice. Um, but that was, that felt okay because you'd played for several hours at that point. Like that you'd played through the whole yeah. first act. You'd had a chance to, to sort of steep in that world and kind of just work out how you felt about the politics, how you felt about certain characters and their goals before you got to make that decision rather than having to, to make it up yeah. front. So that, and, and that seems that fine. Well. Like, um, yeah, because that yeah that kind of um, well just what you're saying just what I was saying I didn't like about Mass Effect like that's a you know that kind of decision that you're talking about in The Witcher Two is like a a uh, a decision based on personality and like what you've done up to that point mm. it's not based on your backstory mm. um, so yeah I think it's fine for a game after its first act to say okay now based on what you've seen what are you going to decide here it's silly it would be silly i believe to have that that just that kind of decision out front it's like right you can either do this or this or this a b or c and a and b if you choose c are going to be locked out from you forever mm. and it's like well how am mm. i supposed to how yeah. am i supposed to make an informed decision about well, that i don't I even see... know what kind of character i'm going to yeah, be exactly. or whatever and I, yeah i don't know any of the people in this world i don't know how this world is and i don't know if I, how i'm going to react to it so yeah but i, I can also i can see that it would appear to be like it would appear to give you more choice. It would appear to give you what well, you can replay and you can go back and play it, you know, again and again. But I'm like me personally, I'm not going to do that. I played Dragon Age Origins, which was a, a you know a game that did that similar thing with a, a life path or an origin story. And there were six or seven of them or something. And I was, I just didn't ever, I mean, that is a long game. I was never going to go back and then no. experience the other ones. So it's, no, you make a choice at the beginning and that gives you a certain amount of exclusive content. But not too much because there's like so many different backstories that they can't, it can't be like hours upon hours of, you know, a game if you're not going to, if nobody's going to see the, all the other options available. Um, yeah. So. Yeah, yeah. I think very few, like the percentage of players who own a game like Dragon Age um, or like The Witch 2 and then go through and play the whole thing again in order mm. to try to see every single piece of content that a developer has put into a game must be incredibly, incredibly small. Yeah. Uh, an incredibly small percentage. Um, and I think because games have this interactive element, they, they can often, it can often be seen as, like, oh, well, I must interact with everything in the game in order to like complete the game or see mm. the, or experience the game in like, you know, the, the best, the quote unquote best way. Um, but it's not really the best way because you end up going through the game again and again and again in this really mechanical way just to see all of these different options. But the experience that you're getting when you're doing that is not, um it's not true to any kind of design mantra that mm. the game was designed under and i think actually um I i'm someone who just tends to believe that your first playthrough of something like that's kind of that's it like that in terms of like what the game uh what you experience of the game like that is your mm. primary experience mm. that's that's not like the be all and end all but that is like the, your primary experience of the game anything that you kind of go through after that is is purely just like a kind of academic yeah. process um to try to satisfy your curiosity about what might have been yeah. but then i i actually think that to see to see what might have been kind of ruins the ruins the 
the initial experience to an extent it takes away it makes it feel smaller it's like oh okay yes that was one of these three options i had or whatever um it makes it seem less magical it makes it seem less of like a legend yeah. like it, you it, see it just more turns of it the nuts this... and bolts don't you because you you see you get to understand if you don't do that then you're just left to imagine what what it could have been like if you even bother to think about it but if you do it you get to see quite specifically oh okay well that person died instead of living or that person you know i got yeah. yeah, even or something even as as derivative of as oh I got this upgrade instead of that one or I got this weapon instead of that one or like because I did this you know I went down yeah. this path instead of that one and that is that does serve to boil it down to just a very mechanical mechanical yeah. decision and I, I also think it makes it yeah well it makes it mechanical it also makes it less kind of resembling of how humans interpret the world I suppose because to dream about or to think about or to you know just kind of try to predict what might have happened like we do that with our own lives all the time Mm. like um and then then the world seems bigger in a game if you think oh what might have happened because it might be like you could think of like a thousand things that might have happened but then if you know that oh actually only four things were ever going to happen it's like well well now now that's ruined a bit like the world now seems really small and mechanical and like it takes away of the very notion of choices and different pathways opening up the world if you know them all it makes it seem really small it yeah and it also highlights that illusion of choice i think i remember seeing it in something like uh this was nothing to do with backstories but i think um until dawn did that where it would have certain sections that were you know you had to go through you had to jump through hoops i think there was a particular section where the, one of the main characters is running away in a towel don't remember jumping through a hoop guy. in that game <laughs> well you almost it was almost <laughs> you were like literally jumping over obstacles i think and like put, trying to push down obstacles for the the pursuer to get tripped over by and then it basically just came down to one thing at the end that you either if you zigged instead of zagging you got caught no matter mm. what you'd done previously so then and then if you see that it's like well that's it just feels yeah yeah, yeah, because all your prior decisions. Yeah, if you're, really if you're, um, yeah, if you're, if you're working towards, okay, I'm going to keep all these people alive. I'm going to make decisions based on keeping them alive, and you've made eight decisions, but everything just rests on decision nine anyway. Yeah. Like, yeah. it doesn't matter. Then, yeah, that, yeah, that's the kind of thing that just makes the game seem incredibly small. So, so something that, um, I think something that Dragon Age Origins did do very well was it before it came out, it they launched EA launched a. Uh, a character creation tool they effectively yeah. stripped out the character creation stuff from the beginning of the game and and put that out as like a almost a free demo and let yeah, you create I mean, that's quite a quite an, quite an intelligent market it, yeah i think it is because a lot of like this life story stuff some of it is it has a huge amount of marketing value to give people the this notion of you can be this you can be that and going through that character creation process several times and then having a bunch of characters saved any of which or all of which you can import into the game when it comes out and then you're you feel much more informed about the decisions that you've made because you've looked at all the options and and you can just get going as well straight away yeah. as another thing i thought that was a that was a, a intelligent and clever or canny thing to do and it's you know i would have liked to have seen that same thing for cyberpunk i would have liked to have kind of dug into all of that stuff <laughs> before actually playing yeah, the it game. makes you dream about like what's yeah. gonna yeah. it makes the makes what's to come seem really aspirational it's like, oh wow look at all this real depth mm-hmm. and i can be 
you know, you probably, you know, there'll, there'll be people who have, who on the Dragon Age, on a Dragon Age tool would have made like classes in like every single, mm. would have made characters yeah. in every single class or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe multiple characters in every single class and then decided and then just like really thought hard about like what, what they, what they want to be and what they want to, <clears throat> uh, how they want to play in that game. And then if you've got people thinking about the game in that depth before it even comes out, like they're yeah. definitely, they're definitely buying it at that yeah. point, aren't they? Like yeah. They're in. Yeah. I don't imagine a lot of people that downloaded the character creation tool then didn't buy the game or at least, you know, they might've downloaded it, but not used it. A lot of pe- people that spent any amount of time in it, not because yeah. it was so amazing that it's like, Oh God, I've got to get this game. But because if you're already downloading that and toying with those options, you're probably already on the hook to an extent to, uh, yeah. to buy it. So, then, but then there was a more a more recent game that potentially uh, did it very was kind of a best of both worlds with a backstory element and a authored story, and that was one of your I believe this was one of your games of the generation, right? Uh, Divinity Original Sin Two. Yeah, Divinity Two was my Divinity Original Sin Two Definitive Edition. Yeah, of course, yeah, was the, <laughs> was the half favorite edition. game of um, yeah PS4. <laughs> um, um the generation that ended this year whatever you want to call that ps4 generation the xbox one general, whatever the nvidia 2080 generation whatever <laughs> your PC, um, yeah. <laughs> um yeah well that yeah that had a brilliant that has brilliant character options because i mean you can either choose to play as a one of their pre-authored characters or you can choose to play as a blank character um but i think the the real great thing that that one does that divinity does in in that is very early on you realize that because you have a party of multiple people rather than Mm. rather than just playing as a single person you if you choose the characters so i believe that playing the game with the backstories with the authored characters is the best way to play that game because they're just so well written and and again it's not like um it's like what cyberpunk seems to promise as well is you're playing a backstory rather than a personality. So you've mm-hmm. got a backstory, but you can make your personality of that character anything yeah. you want. Yeah. Um, you know, the red prince or beast, like, you know, the red prince can be really high and mighty and whatever, or he can be a bit more down to earth or the beast can really care about his royal mm. sort of connections, or he could just not, you know, just be very dismissive of them, like whatever, but he's still got the connections. That's the important thing. It's up to you how you deal with those. Yeah. Um, but they also interact with each other, those backstories really nicely. So depending on what backstories, depending on what characters you've chosen, the different backstories will interact with each other in different ways and can even conflict and undermine mm. each other. Um, if you've got the right characters in your party. So it's the interesting thing about that isn't necessarily whether you choose to play as a backstory or not. It's how the different backstories, depending on your actions, interact with each other. And that can yeah. give a very different outcome at the end. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's one of the reasons why I thought it was the best game of the generation because it's complexity of narrative and that the the way that it gives you that illusion of i really am having a huge impact here um it's just beyond any rpg any probably any game of well maybe not any game but any rpg that i've played yeah and it was yeah i think it was that that notion of you can play your way is obviously a much banded around uh phrase but this was i think divinity does it really well in that it isn't just you can play your way and we will accommodate that it was you can play your way and that will have some impact on not only your own story but potentially that of your of your other team members because they might be trying to do things that are 
yeah that run contrary to what you're trying to do the fact that you're all trying to effectively you're all you're all in it for a single prize you can't win it as a party like it's it's you you it's a yeah. thing that only well, one person can be and it's like, oh, okay well that's interesting from the off there's conflict yeah. immediately yeah and that was really interesting because i played that game of multiplayer um with two other people so we didn't always agree on what decisions mm. our individual characters mm. were making um yeah so yeah that just adds another layer of sort of turmoil to you know are you going to try to stay true to this character that you're role playing or are you going to try to kind of just play it as a party of actual real people not just yeah. a party of different ai uh, different digital characters but actual different real people yeah and that so then there are and of course there are plenty of games that don't have that option for backstory or rather a choice of your origins or your backstory but that you can still role play you know to your heart's content and one of those is one of cd project's own games the witcher series which we've mentioned already but witcher 3 specifically you are Geralt. you are you know that's a much more authored experience certainly from a character perspective but but the type of Geralt that you are is is up to you you get to choose whether you're gonna be you know kind of quite a ruthless always want a fee always demand payment always you know it's always a, a contract uh a contractual kind of transaction that you're executing or whether you're going to be a witcher for the people and you know kind of try and help somebody and that's you're told you're given a certain amount of information about Geralt and particularly if you've played the other two games as well but you're left to decide how that's gonna how you're gonna interpret that and that's i mean that can be as powerful if not more powerful i think you know in, in its own oh, yeah. right it doesn't just because there is a choice on what background you have what life path you have that doesn't equate immediately to that being a better thing and that's what you no, i think no. you were touching on earlier wasn't it like the interactivity of games there's this notion potentially or the, a trap really that it must be better if you get the choice if you get if you can yeah put your yeah, own self into that and, and input your like decision your binary i want this one or this one that that must somehow be a better experience which is not at all necessarily yeah i i think it's incredibly hard to have a meaningful character that isn't written for you up front mm. um <clears throat> at least like sort of their vision of the world and what's brought them to the to that place that you start playing as them at least anyway that has to be uh, typically for me that has to be quite authored because otherwise like the character doesn't really have a place in the world otherwise and the designers are trying to make the character that you play if you don't give them those elements then the character that you play the world has to be ready to react to them in all possible ways which means the world can't really act to any of the mm. potential ways a player mm -hmm. is going to act in the world in a very deep and meaningful way because it's, it's got to somehow encompass every possible action that the player could possibly make yeah. so it's always going to seem a bit weak um and this happens in skyrim right mm -hmm. so in skyrim 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 just falls down immediately like almost when you first 10 minutes of like any elder scrolls game when you start your your position in the world to me just immediately is just crushed by some ridiculous silly thing um well like you, you know you can choose like you'll be like a certain race in skyrim and you'll go to some really racist horrible town and that hates your race but like they don't hate you 
like you're yeah. fine like yeah. you're just walking around like hello like, yeah, i'm going to the market now ones. yeah yeah it's like what <laughs> like i've just been told by everyone and upon entry i was told oh god we're really racist here basically yeah. <laughs> and it's like and then you're just walking around like everyone's your best mate it's like what is going on yeah. here like yeah, we'll, and the be, game, we'll the game... just be like a yeah so watch yourself because we've got our eye on you it's like that that's the extent of the uh the prejudice that you experience and even that is just lip service nothing actually happens it's just like yeah yeah um, and yeah and that's because you the the game the writers in the game haven't offered anything and it's up to you to offer your own journey but then if the if the designers don't put I've written characters into the game or written areas in the game like this this town doesn't like this other people if they don't have place to like firm definitives like that then the world's going to seem really empty and like mm. unreal or like fake um but then your just sort of blank slate of a character or well with just these certain small elements that are defined like race or gender or <coughs> visuals or your appearance um <clears throat> even those basic things can fall down immediately because the game won't want to kick you out of that city and so yeah. you can't go there because knock, they're scared content yeah yeah because yeah, yeah. again they're scared of players being annoyed that they yeah. can't see that thing because they've made this decision that they didn't know what the effect was going to be down the line so you yeah. can't have it the best of both worlds like you can't have oh we're going to allow the player to do anything they want and they can engage and make the world their own but then um on the other hand oh actually you made that decision therefore you're locked out of that piece of content because mm. then that 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 undermines your initial promise of being able to do whatever you want and go whatever you want and interact in whatever way you want and, it's, and so games like that very quickly just ruin themselves by promising that the lack of authorship over your character is going to give you maximum authorship over the character but actually it doesn't because the <laughs> the believability of the world just is, can just be crushed immediately yeah i think in i mean that isn't i don't know about you but that that wasn't how i ever experienced skyrim and i don't think skyrim is or any of the elder scrolls games are really trying to be character driven narrative experiences are they like and you can a quick experiment on that point is well what is the story of oblivion or of skyrim it's like i played oblivion for over yeah, 100 hours i didn't get anywhere near completing it skyrim yeah probably there's like dragons yeah there's <laughs> dragons some, there's a dragons dragon ball and there's some shouts but and that's it's setting itself up as a massive sandbox that you can explore but adding yeah. these character options on the front to make it look like it's important or i guess for those people that do want to go very critical path maybe there's more relevance to whether you're you know you look like a cat or you're somebody yeah. from the north i suppose yeah, and I suppose those things are just kind of stick out for me a lot because of what I was saying before, that I tend to, on big RPGs like of that sort or like cyberpunk sort, I tend to to consume them and be most interested in them and do most thinking about them through the narrative level mm -hmm. and what are the messages in the game, what are the themes in the game, how are, how are my interactions, how are, how are the... Uh, how are my interactions with characters and whatever, how are they influencing that? And how is that, how is that changing the messages and the themes in the game? Mm. And then, so when I see things like that happening in Skyrim, it's like, I'm not interested enough in the mechanics in and of themselves that it, that it can kind of overcome that. Um, yeah. That, yeah. that breakup of the believability. Yeah. 
So we're hoping then that Cyberpunk, and we're going to be finding out very soon, but we're hoping then that Cyberpunk 2077 is going to make the most of its life path stuff. It isn't just going to be lip service. It isn't just going to be... Uh, isn't just going to be, well, you pick this and that means you're good at X, Y, and Z and you've got this friend instead of this friend. Well, I, well I'm hoping at least that, that, that it's going to be like a, it's something that's, that's threaded throughout the game and isn't just a yeah. one and done kind of thing. Like you get two hours of content at the beginning and then that's the end of it. And I don't, it doesn't look like that that's the case. And, uh, but there is an unknown for CD Projekt Red because they haven't done this before. Um, they haven't made a game yeah. in this way before. So it's not as, you know they've got clearly a lot of caliber to fall back on and they've they've proved themselves you know 10 times over but they haven't done this kind of thing before so that that will be that will be interesting if and i guess some of it is about are they willing to make those tough decisions are they willing to yeah. to lock you out are they willing to needle the player a little bit because well because of this decision you made you can't come into this bar or you can't come in, you know, of course you can't as a nomad or as a corporate bod, you can't walk into this like super niche backstreet, you know, dive bar because you'll just stick out like a sore thumb. You're immediately going to be noticed. Um, yeah. yeah. Well, it'll be um, interesting to come back in however long when we've played for a good chunk of it um, and see if it does meet those, mm. answer any of these questions. Um, okay so to wrap up then that's a quick i think i am almost certainly going corporate for the record this is i'm almost certainly going corporate you are almost certainly going which well, of those two are you gonna yeah street kid street probably kid. okay yeah all right well we'll see if we actually uh if we actually stick to that um or if when when faced with all the options once we boot the game up we decide a different thing go completely left field and go nomad after all well, there you have it. Character backstories. I think that sets us up quite nicely to begin properly playing Cyberpunk 2077. Come tell us what you think about backstories and how having influence over them can impact your experience, for better or for worse. On Twitter, we're at Indie by Design. We're also at Indie by Design on Facebook and on Instagram, so do come by and say hello to us there too. If you're interested in the backstory of Double Fine Productions and the backstories to all of their games from Psychonauts and Psychonauts 2 to Brutal Legend, Broken Age, Grim Fandango Remastered, then you should definitely go and check out 20 Double Fine Years, our big, glorious book of all things Double Fine. So you need to head over to doublefinebook.com, that's doublefinebook.com, to get your copy. Cheers for joining us, and we'll see you again next week. <laughs>